Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Revelation Communication. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch or or to listen to this uh, latest podcast that I'm putting out for you all. We are on episode number 84 season three episode number 16 and man I'm, I'm actually excited to uh to talk with y'all today about uh, the topic of boldness and and uh, really where I, I i came about this um is is from my brother michael um l- let me let me explain so you know i, I kind of wake up in the morning you know i have my routine on tuesdays i know that i put out revelation communication on tuesdays and you know my my, my goal today was was really to talk about the 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 final days leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ you know this past Sunday was Palm Sunday and so I really wanted to kind of talk about um, what was going on in the life of Jesus these these final days the Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday leading up to Good Friday you know the day that he was crucified and and hung on the cross and so you know that was my intention this morning to bring to bring that to y'all but then. At 5 a.m. this morning, I, I get a text message from from my brother Michael, and um, he sends me a picture of a display setup um, uh, celebrating Ramadan. Now, now my brother Michael, he he works for I believe Amazon up uh, up in Oregon, where where he's at. But there was this huge display, this picture of this huge display set up celebrating. Ramadan and, and and my brother was you know he was a little discouraged a little frustrated a little fired up at the fact that you know they there's this 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 display of of this holiday celebrated by by Muslims and he's saying to himself and he's kind of sharing with me this morning that you know he's probably not going to see a display celebrating you know um resurrection sunday acknowledging good friday that you know the, the the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ you know he, he was kind of um put back if you will or put off with the fact that um he probably wasn't going to see anything like that and so you know i i i said to him this morning you know well well go ask man go, go talk to somebody go Go talk to a supervisor, you know, not for the sake of argument, but, you know, say, hey, listen, are are you guys going to celebrate all religious beliefs um, this time of year? And and so, you know, my, my brother, he 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 goes and and he's sharing with me later on this morning that he actually went into HR and uh, he started talking to HR about the fact that uh, he would like to see um, a similar display, but one set up acknowledging the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that we're all going to be celebrating um, this coming weekend. And let me tell you that it was received with favor. And uh, the, the the people in HR, specifically this one gal in HR, um, totally agreed with my brother Michael and is going to go and get the things to set up a display starting tomorrow celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But 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 really what what I want to get at and and this is what our topic is today is I want to get at the boldness that it took for him to go to HR to um, address the fact that, hey, listen, if we're going to celebrate this particular religious holiday or holy day, um, why can't we celebrate this this holy day, this holiday that that I believe in? And, and, and really what it boiled down to was, again, his boldness 
um, in faith and, and, and stepping out on, on a limb and, and saying, Hey, you know, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the risen savior of the world. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he was buried. I believe he rose again. And I would like to see that represented here in my place of work since you're representing something else. And so, uh, man, my hat's off to my brother, Michael, for that boldness this morning to do that. And, and the little bit of encouragement, you know, I hope that I was able to be to him to get that done. But you know, the Bible is, 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 is strewn with, with, with stories of boldness. And, and I'm going to share a particular story with you, um, in, in, in a, in a minute. Um, I, I have my Rife, my Ralph Haynes study Bible right here in my hand, but, um, that's the reason why I'm wearing glasses and not my sunglasses, uh, right now. But, um, you know, what about the boldness of Noah? You know, Noah for 120 years, you know, was bold in his faith and in his belief in God to build the ark that he was instructed to build. And, and even in the faith or face of ridicule and, and scorn and, and contempt by, by the world uh, during the time of Noah, um, he boldly did uh, what the Lord instructed him to do. And and the boldness of David, of course. And there's many stories about the boldness of David. But what about the story of him as a as a teenager, you know, going and facing this monster named Goliath and the boldness he had in his God, the God of heaven, um, to slay this giant? Or how about the boldness of Nehemiah? This isn't talked about a lot. You know, uh, Nehemiah went before uh, King Xerxes at the time, this Persian king. And, uh, you know, Nehemiah's demeanor was depressed and sad and, and, and upset. And man, in those days, if you stood before a king with anything else but joy, even if you were faking it, um, you know, you could be killed for even bringing uh, something negative or dis- depressing or, or discouraging before the king. But, but me- Nehemiah, man, in boldness went before the king and, and asked his favor in, in rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. And, and he was granted that, uh, that request or, you know, the boldness of the prophets. And we can start from Isaiah all the way through, you know, to Malachi, uh, but just the boldness of the prophets um, throughout the Bible that we see or the boldness of John the Baptist, not only to, to preach repentance, um, but even to call out, um, you know, that adulterous affair between um, Herodias and, and um, you know, the, the, the wife there. And, and uh, just takes a lot of boldness to confront evil. It takes a lot of boldness to confront sin, especially the sin of adultery, and especially that that involved a king. Um, but, uh, but John the Baptist had boldness in doing it anyways. And we're about to read about the boldness of Peter and John. And I, I really just want to take this story out of Acts chapter 4. And, and let me set up the stage for you before I start reading at, at, at verse 5 of Acts chapter 4 all the way through verse 31. So basically what had happened was um, Peter and John had healed this lame man on the Sabbath, of course. Um, he healed this lame man and this man, you know, he's up and he's walking around town and and of course, you know, they're preaching and they're praying and and thousands are being converted, man. John, Peter and John are just preaching out there with boldness and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And of course, the religious folks, you know, the chief priests and the Sadducees, the scribes, the Pharisees, they're all, Pharisees, they're all getting fired up. They're all getting angry and frustrated um, that people are, are, are leaving their 
their teaching and their doctrine for the doctrine and teaching of Jesus Christ. And so at Acts chapter 4, verse 5, it picks up and it says this, and I'll read along and I'm going to stop along the way, but, but it says, and it came to pass on the morrow. Now they had been thrown in prison. So this is the next day and they're coming before the council. And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas, the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have ye done this? And so you can imagine sort of this this uh, this circle of these chief priests and of these rulers and of these righteous religious folks and John and Peter sat down in the middle of them and you know the, the 20 questions the barrage of questions starts coming towards John and Peter and, and the first thing they asked them you know by what power or by what name have you done this have you healed this man have you preached in the name of Jesus Christ then Peter and this is key folks Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified him, uh, excuse me, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you before you whole. And so it's it's important to understand and know that first Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you why that is so important. Because if you're going to speak in Jesus' name, if you're going to do anything in the name of Jesus, if you're going to profess Jesus, or if you're going to heal in the name of Jesus, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. He says in verse 11, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And so, man, Peter throws out Psalm 118, verse 22 because they would know Psalm 118 verse 22. See, the, the, the Pharisees, the chief priests, they, they know the Old Testament scriptures. So when, when Peter said this, he was, he was quoting a prophetic verse out of Psalm 118. And so he throws that right back in their face. He says in verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, as John 14, 6 says, and no man comes to the Father but by him. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. It is the name of Jesus and Jesus only. And Peter is preaching this with boldness. He says in verse 13, now when they saw the boldness, there it is, folks, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. In other words, Peter and John did not go through the school of the Pharisees and the school of the Sadducees and the school of the, the scribes. They, they weren't on that track. That track was not their life. They were fishermen. 
And so to the chief priests and to the scribes and the Pharisees, they were unlearned men, meaning they weren't dumb. They just weren't learned in the scriptures the way that maybe the, the Pharisees and the chief priests would be learned. Um, but it says that they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. It is so important that if you want a boldness of faith, you must spend time with Jesus. You must meditate on Jesus. You must receive Jesus. You must listen for Jesus. You must read about Jesus. You must pray to Jesus. If you want to have the boldness of faith, that Peter and John had, that all the saints preceding and all the saints that came after Peter and John, you must spend time with Jesus. Verse 14, and beholding the man which was healed. Now this is the lame man that they had previously healed standing with them. They could say nothing against it. So they couldn't even speak against it because the dude that Peter and John had healed were literally there with the council that was questioning Peter and John. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. So they tell Peter and John, listen, get out. We want to talk about you behind your back. It says, saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle have been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. You, they couldn't deny the miracle of the lame man being healed. They just now didn't know how to address it. They didn't know uh, uh, what to say about it. They didn't know how to speak against it. It says in verse 17, but that it spread no further. They didn't want it spread any further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. So they call Peter and John back in and they tell them, listen, speak no more in the name of Jesus. And here's the response. Verse 19, but Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Folks, the reason why Peter and John were so bold in their faith is because they spent time with Jesus. They saw things and they heard things that left them in a position where they could not stay silent. And my challenge to you right now with this verse knowing what Jesus has done for you in dying on the cross for your sins, in going to that grave willingly, and that by the power of God being resurrected up out of that grave, that should be enough for you to not stay silent about the things that Jesus Christ has done for you. In verse 21, he says, when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. Why is that verse important right there? Why mention the age of the lame man that Peter and John um, uh, healed. Well, it's important because it would show the maturity level of this man that, that he wasn't, um, 
He wasn't fibbing. He wasn't lying. He wasn't exaggerating. He was an established man being above 40 years old. And so they would have to take his witness as a true witness. He wasn't some young kid, young punk trying to, trying to change things up or trying to make up some story to get attention. No, this was a mature man above 40 years old. And they had to really uh, take his witness and take his testimony as factual. But here comes a great thing beginning in verse 23. It says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And so Peter and John go. They go back to their families, their friends. They go back and they report everything that had just happened to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. That is so important to understand. It says in verse 29, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that we may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. There was an earthquake where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Jesus answered the prayer right away. They prayed for boldness and right away they received boldness. You know, as I was mentioning earlier, there are many stories and many verses about boldness in the Bible. And it's so important for us to know and to understand the boldness that is that is in the scriptures, that is in the Old Testament, that are in the gospels, because that same boldness that these men and women of faith throughout the centuries, throughout the millennia have had was given to them by the same spirit that the believer has in them today. As a matter of fact, Paul says in Ephesians 3.12, in whom, speaking of Jesus, we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of of him. And so we know that our boldness comes from Jesus Christ because we have boldness in him because of our faith in him. We believe that he died. We believe that he was buried. We believe that he 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 arose from the grave that he is risen. And because of that, we can have boldness with that and we can have that access to confidence by the faith that we have in him. Paul would say again in Ephesians 6, 19, and for me, he was asking a prayer request of the people in, uh, in Ephesus. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Folks, I'm gonna raise my hand. If you pray for me in any way, shape or form, pray that prayer for me that I may open my mouth boldly 
to make known the mystery of the gospel. He says in Philippians 1.20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in me, in my body, whether it be by life or by death. It was written in Proverbs 28, 1, that the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. And then we have some scripture in Hebrews. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That is Hebrews 14, 6. And, and it's so important that we, the believer, we know and we understand that we can boldly go to the throne of grace. We can go with boldness. We can go with confidence. We can go with assurance to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Don't ever be afraid, in other words, to go to the throne of grace. Don't ever be afraid to go, go to the throne of Jesus Christ to obtain the mercy and the help that you need in time of in, in those times. And he says in Hebrews 13, 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Listen, this world wants to beat the Christian up. It wants to beat the believer in Jesus Christ up. It wants to push them down. It wants to suppress them. It wants to silence them. It wants to persecute them. It wants to murder them. But we can boldly say that the Lord is our helper and we should not, we cannot, we will not fear what man shall do unto me. And then finally, Hebrews 10 verses 19 through 25. I just want to share this with you before I close. It says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, that is Jesus Christ, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to encourage you today to be bold in your faith. Don't be afraid to stand up for your faith. Don't be afraid to speak out for your faith with boldness. Don't be afraid to say the name of Jesus everywhere you go and in everything you do. Be bold even if you're the only one doing it. Be bold even if you're the only one standing up against it. Be bold even if it goes against the cultural and societal norms. Be bold even if it gets you thrown in prison, locked up in stockades, or dropped in a miry pit. Be bold even when no one else is and you feel alone in doing so. I encourage you, be bold. Folks, just a couple of reminders before I let you go. 
Wednesday night Bible study this week at 7 p.m. is going to be a little bit different. We're just taking a week off from our series, Avoiding Confusion. We're actually going to look at Good Friday, but on a Wednesday, we're going to take communion as Jesus did on that final night before he was betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so I invite you and encourage you to come join us this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Also, this Sunday Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday really is what it is. We ain't celebrating Easter here. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I invite you and encourage you, come join our church home here at Revelation Church. Our services start at 10 a.m. Then we're going to have a great Easter egg hunt for the kiddos. Then I'm going to feed you. We're doing a potluck here at Revelation Church on uh, this Sunday, the 17th. Um, Also, our Miles Park Prayer Ministry, Ministry, man, we had such a great time at Miles Park this past Sunday, talking with people, praying with people. It's been such a blessing to be out there to encourage the community out at Miles Park. That'll take place again this month on the 24th. Don't forget Revelation Communication Current Events will be out this Thursday. I've got a hot topic that I'm going to talk about that's probably going to offend a lot of people, but there again, the truth offends a lot of people these days, so they all just got to get over it. Anyways, you can find links to all of our podcasts, our sermons, our Bible studies, as well as links to our social media pages by heading on over to our website, www revchurchcv.com don't forget to check out our YouTube channel Revelation Church Coachella Valley all the services podcasts are uploaded onto that YouTube channel for you to watch and finally if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you want to receive more information on what you need to do or if I can just pray for you if you've got a prayer request a prayer need head back over to our website www revchurchcv.com scroll all the way down to the bottom you're going to find my contact information down there or you can just leave me a message thank you so much for tuning in today I leave you with boldness my name is Solomon Stewart with Revelation Communication <laughs>